SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown, back with you once again. It was a fabulous week off. and uh, It's good to be back talking sport here on South Africa's news and information leader. And there is lots to get through this evening. We'll be chatting to South African Sevens captain Kyle Brown. Also, Bizarre Highfelt Lions coach Jeffrey Tiana joining us tonight. But let's start with uh, some... Stories making news headlines. The Rugby World Cup clash between Canada and Romania is underway. We'll get a score from Craig Shelver in just a moment. But Australia have been dealt two big blows ahead of their clash. And it is a pull A decider against Wales on Saturday. They'll be without flanker Michael Hooper. He's received a one-week ban for flying into a ruck uh, with a shoulder. It looks like fullback Israel Folau is also in doubt due to an ankle injury. England coach Stuart Lancaster has made nine changes from the side. They lost to Australia for their final Rugby World Cup clash against Uruguay. And speaking of England, former World Cup winning Springbok coach Jake White says he'd be interested in taking over the English team should they move on from Lancaster. In Curry Cup news, Free State Cheetahs centre Reno Benjamin has been cleared following his red card against the Pumas and he is available to face the Sharks this weekend for Province. Dylan Late returns from injury to the starting 15 while Leolin Zas makes his first start on the wing for Friday's home clash against the EP Kings. Football news, some good news for the Urban Warriors. Striker Tazrik Morris has signed a four-year contract that will keep him at the club until 2019. Ajax have had a hectic schedule the past few weeks and coach Roger Desar thinks the international break has come at the perfect time for his young team. Look, for us it is. I think after a very uh, grueling schedule with the cup final, it's probably the best thing that we could have asked for right now is to you know, give the guys to have a bit of time out and regroup. The results haven't been fantastic either since the cup final, so probably is a good thing for us. So we're going to try and use it the best um, to benefit us. Desar is also confident that his injured players will bounce back during the break, particularly Nathan Pulsa and Prince Mumalo. The break also helps us with a couple of the injuries, and especially our strike force, you know, Nathan and Prince, gives them an opportunity to, to recover from injuries and, and illnesses, and, and hopefully we get them ready for, for our next competitive match. So a couple of guys have played a lot of games, a lot of grueling games one after the next, so those injuries will have an opportunity to heal a bit and, and recover, and, and hopefully... Freshen the guys up a bit and, and start off fresh when we kick off, you know, against Platinum Stars. There's been some fallout following the Orlando Pirates' victory this weekend in the semi-finals of the CAF Confederations Cup. Egyptian giant Salah Lee have sacked their head coach Fatih Mabrouk following their defeat to the Buccaneers. Real Madrid forward Gareth Bale has been named Welsh Player of the Year for a record fifth time. On to some cricket now. Proteas all-rounder Albie Morkel feels the Proteas have got their lengthy tour to India off to the perfect start. The Proteas defeated the host by six wickets last night to claim the three-match series 2-0 with a game to play. Morkel says the way you start in India often has a major out come on the entire series you know starting with a lose a couple of losses it's, it's hard to pull yourself back up you know the, the conditions obviously when India's on top they play really well uh, so it was really important for us from a T20 perspective because we are the team that's starting the tour off that we, that we hit our straps from the beginning and we did that 
Pakistan have included veteran all-rounder Shoaib Malik in their squad for their test series against England in the UAE. And staying with news out of Pakistan, off-spinner Balil Asif has been reported for a suspect bowling action that took place during the third ODI against Zimbabwe in Harare. He picked up 5 for 25 in that clash. Bad news for South Africa's Kevin Anderson. He suffered a 6-2, 6-3 defeat to unseeded Gilles Muller in the first round of the Japan Open. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll find out what happened in the first half of the clash between Canada and Romania. This match is proudly brought to you by Shield. It won't let you down. Well, the players have headed towards the change rooms. Craig Shalva joins us now. Craig, uh, what happened in the first 40? Well, it, uh, it was a bit of a ding-dong battle in the first half. But uh, SA born winger DTH van der Merwe scored a try in the fifth, well, five minutes before half-time. It is, that means he has scored a try in every single game he's played for Canada at this World Cup. It's quite something. Um, currently, uh, Canada lead eight points to nil over Romania. Um, uh, number nine, um, what, uh, Gordon McRory, he, he kicked a penalty early on in the game. So, um, yeah, that's about it uh, at halftime. Both, both of these teams are looking for their first win of the tournament, and uh, this is Canada's last ha- chance to chalk up that win, although Romania still have a game against Italy, which they won't fancy winning that. So... This is probably both of their last chances to, to win a game at the World Cup. Yeah, Craig, these, these two teams, when, when they saw the fixtures heading into this World Cup, this would have been a game that they both would have, uh, would have picked to, to pick up a win. Uh, I don't want to say they, they minnows because there's no such thing in world rugby anymore, but both teams would have been pretty confident coming to this one, thinking that they, they could, could pick up a win. No, for, no, for sure, it, and it shows. You know, both, both teams look confident. A uh, couple of errors sneaking in, but, I mean, that's just, you know, some, some jitters, I guess. And let's hope in the second half, you know, they start hanging on to a few passes and, um, you know, the game opens up and we, we get a nice game of rugby. Excellent stuff, Craig Shalva. Thank you very much for that update. Uh, we'll chat later on in the program. We'll get an update uh, when the second half does resume. We'll also take a look at the later game this evening as well, where Fiji is in action. And uh, we'll find out more about that in just a moment. But coming up next, we'll chat some more rugby with Carl Brown. This match was proudly brought to you by Shield. It won't let you down. Right now, the Springboks are in England where they will try to become the first team ever to win the Rugby World Cup for a third time. As they go, they take the dreams of an entire nation with them. The Springboks choose Shield, South Africa's number one deodorant, to keep them fresh, confident and dry under pressure. If Shield works for the Springboks, it will work for you. Shield, it won't let you down. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. Don't forget, you can be in touch. All you need to do is SMS 34701. Those SMSs charged at one rand. You can also tweet or Facebook us. Just search for SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, with all the Rugby World Cup action taking place at the moment, uh, Sevens is a bit on the back burner, but uh, that action will be starting up very, very soon. The HSBC World Seven Series gets underway towards the end of the year, leg one in Dubai, and then it moves to Cape Town. The Cape Town Stadium is going to be a fantastic weekend of rugby. I can't wait. It'll be the first one that I'm going to on South African soil. I've been threatening to do it for years and years, and finally I'm going to be seeing some Sevens action uh, on home soil. But we join now by the South African Sevens captain, Carl Brown. Carl, welcome onto SAFM Sports Wrap. Nice to catch up. First, before we chat Sevens, are you enjoying the World Cup? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's uh, true. <laughs> true. A couple of cats amongst the pigeons there. I mean, I was uh, very impressed by um, a lot of the performances of some of the, you know, 
those as the second tier nations and they've really proved that they've grown a heck of a lot in, in the last couple of years. But I'm not so sure the uh, top tier nations have grown as much as they should be. Yeah, it's an interesting one you, you say that, Kyle, because that's been the case in sevens rugby for a long, long time, that the, the smaller nations, yeah. and you can't use the word minnows anymore, the smaller, like you no. say, the second-tier nations have been given the, 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 the sort of traditional rugby powerhouses a, a run for their money, and we've seen that this is the first time it's happened. I mean, the, the, the South, uh, Japan beating South Africa, but you look at some of the, the other smaller teams, they, they have been really impressive, but you're not surprised yeah. because you've been playing against these guys for a long, long time. <laughs> and that's and uh, what's quite interesting about the whole thing is that a lot of those countries are actually using um, a fair amount of the guys that are using sevens. I mean, if you look at uh, somebody like USA and Canada, they both got about I think four to five guys from their seven squad, you know, placed in between uh, the fifteen players, and, and it's been great to see how well they've been performing and, and the kind of difference uh, that they make to the games. It has been interesting indeed. And uh, the Springboks, well, what's your your take on them? I mean, obviously a bit of a wake up call first time round, but uh, the previous two outings. Yeah, I think um, you know I, I try to <laughs> I try to get everybody around me just to stay calm after the Japan game. You know, uh, it seems like people felt like the nation was crumbling around us, and um, yeah, it, was, it, it was a slip up, and, and these kind of things happen. Um, we, you know, like you, you said in, in sevens, we see this you know a lot more often than they do in fifteens, um, and and it's you know for, for a country like Japan who's investing so much in their rugby over the last couple of years, and, and who will continue to invest in the rugby going forward to the 2019 World Cup. It's um, you know it's a, a hand on the pat on the back for them for all the work that they've been doing there you know um, and and yeah I mean after that game I think uh, like you said they got a bit of a wake up call Springboks got a bit of a wake up call and they you know they're back on track and I think that when when you look at a, a tournament that's six weeks long it's definitely about building an innings and not sort of peaking in the first week. Yeah, and uh, when you get to the knockout stages, it's three matches to, to win the thing, and everyone's got equal a shot once they get to those knockout stages too. But let's talk sevens. You guys are, are working hard pre-season at the moment. Uh, it's it's not as easy as people think. You you play a season, and you get to take <laughs> lots of time off. You guys are working really hard, Carl. Yeah, yeah. The, so the, the season shifted around a bit. So we used to start in October, and uh, we the, the Gold Coast sevens in October time, and now they've moved that. Uh, around about February and compressed the whole season. So we're only starting in, in December with the Dubai tournament and then down to Cape Town uh, for the first time, which I think most of the people in, in the country that, that holiday in, in, in Cape Town around that time of the year are very, very excited about. And uh, as far as I know, ticket sales are going incredibly well. Um, so yeah, I think build, building up to that over the next couple of weeks, we've already been in pre-season for the last seven. So um, <laughs> the boys are running and the boys are running in there in the gym and getting fit and strong and yeah, it's, it's, it's a good good time at the moment. How excited are you to be playing in Cape Town, Kyle? I mean, first, obviously, I mean, it, it's been at various venues. It's moved from Nelson Mandela Bay to uh, to to the Western Cape. There's been lots of talk about that. But uh, an interesting move, and, and I'm sure the city of Cape Town will embrace it. It's the perfect time of year. Like you say, lots of holiday makers down there. It should be a fantastic festival of rugby. Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, you know, we were looked after so well down in PE, and I think the city of PE had a fantastic uh, time hosting hosting the Sevens, and now it's moved to Cape Town, and Cape Town gets their chance to host the Sevens. And, um, you know, I think it's it, it's up to Cape Town to, um, it's up to Cape Town, I suppose, to, to host it well, and it's up to well to, um, uh, you know, give the crowd and, and, and the spectators that, that, that turn up on the day you know, the best kind of entertainment that they're looking for. 
Every time we spoke last season, we were saying it's a massive season this season. You've got to qualify for the Olympics. That's under the belt now. Rio 2016 is on. Uh, you guys are going. But it is a big season. I mean, you want to, you want to perform well in the World Series. How important? Uh, I mean, what, what, what is your focus on? Is it focus on the World Series and the Olympics will take care of itself? Or is that in the back of the mind uh, sort of starting out this season? It's a very difficult one coming up to this season. I think that um, you've, you know you really have to have a, a twofold kind of focus in, in that the preparation towards the, the Olympics has to be in the back of your mind the whole time. And you know it's obvious it's been spoken about many times that we do want to test as many uh, 15s guys as possible. Uh, we want to send the, the strongest 12-man team to the Olympics, regardless of who it is. And it's not you know it's, it's not a loyalty thing. It's not about uh, keeping the players that have been around for three, four, five years in the setup. Uh, we, we want to win a gold medal, and whoever goes to that uh, to that Olympics must be tested. Um, and, and over the next couple of tournaments, we will hopefully get as many guys in as possible um, to give them a good run and make sure that they get equal opportunity to, to represent the country and show what they're, they're worth at uh, seven. Kyle, how how much of an advantage is winning Commonwealth Games gold going to be to to the South African severed side going into the Olympics? I mean, it's obviously the format is not that different to to what you play in the tournaments in in the World Series, but uh, it, it, there's a lot at stake, and, and you guys have proved that you you've got the BMT to to win something like that. Yeah, well, I suppose if you look at it, I mean, winning Commonwealth gold means actually nothing when you go to the Olympics. But I think what it does for for us is and the guys that were involved in it. Um, we'll help you understand what those multi-sport tournaments are all about. And we go on tour and, and we stay in the hotel with the rugby guys all the time. Um, and, and, you know, Commonwealth Games last was the first time you're involved in, in a multi-sport event where you actually stay in a sort of athlete's village with hundreds of other athletes and you get a completely different feeling. I mean, instead of just representing the Springboks and, and now you're actually uh, part of South Africa and you're surrounded by all the athletes that are also part of Team South Africa on their transmission mission and it's a very different kind of feeling that you get, and uh, it was a very special feeling to be part of last year, and I'm just glad that we could bring out a little bit to, to make the, the country proud. Well, I said it to Douglas Ryder, who was the team principal of Team MT in Quebec, and not so long ago, that if uh, you're looking for a reserve orange peeler for the Olympics, you can pick <laughs> me. I, I'm definitely available, and I can peel oranges with the best of them. You know, you just signed up at 102nd on that Carl, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Thanks for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Wrap. We look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks for the time, guys. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. Well, it's been a pretty impressive performance by the Proteas uh, in India in their first two outings in the T20 series. Going to chat a little bit about that, but also want to chat some Momentum One Day Cup action as well. That's starting up on the 9th of October. We join now by the Bizab Highfelt Lions coach, Jeffrey Tiana. Jeffrey, welcome on to uh, SAFM Sports Wrap. It's nice to catch up once again, and it's uh, exciting to be talking uh, Momentum One Day Cup. It's just about to get underway. You guys are uh, have been working hard behind the scenes, but you, you start your campaign against uh, the Wiley characters. Uh, the Cape Cobra is not going to be easy. Yes, yes, thanks. And uh, evening to the listeners as well. Ah, like we've got a tough one to start off with. Um, we have prepared well in the off-season, and uh, we've played a few, you know, uh, the games as well, you know, just had to practice for the boys. And glad that everyone is back. I mean, Alvaro Pedersen as well. He's back with us. He joined us today from England. And, uh, you know, everyone is back. The only guys we're missing is the Protea guys. But uh, 
excited and looking forward to Saturday. Without a Is doubt. It? I mean, you mentioned Alviro Peterson. He's, he's been playing a bit of uh, county cricket in the UK. He's obviously hung up his, his bat and pads from a, a protea's perspective, but he's just got immense amount of, uh, of experience, and, and, and it'll be great to have him back and out in the middle for the, for the Lions. Yes, yes, it will be. I mean, like he's a big player for us. You know, like he's one of the leaders in the side as well. I think my top six, top seven, to be honest with you, like I'm not too worried with, uh, because he's, we still have a guy like Neil McKenzie as well, who's got immense, immense experience, you know, like and talent as well. He is still playing and uh, like he's looking good as well. And uh, you know, like we've got a temper of Vuma. I'll date for just three games. I mean, like, he's a test cricketer now as well. He brings, you know, like, that leadership and experience in the side. Stephen Cook, I mean, like, he's the leader of the camp. Um, you know, like, he's done well for us over the last two, three years as well, like, in the one-day format. And the youngster coming through as well, you know, at Rassi from the Dusen. So, yes, I'm looking forward to Saturday and hopefully, you know, like, we'll hit the ground running. If you mentioned uh, a very, very strong top order, top six, seven, you, you're very comfortable with. What, what's your bowling attack looking like this season? Yeah, it, 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 it should be okay. I mean, yes, I know that we're not going to have a Kachis or a Badas. You know, like as you've seen, I mean, like he's done well for the Proteas as well. And obviously, like we're missing Pangis for like a few matches. Eddie Lee comes back, I think, in game two for us. And uh, yes, we still have a guy like Lona Botsotobe as well. I mean, he's raring to go. Like he's been disappointed that he's not part of 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 that series in India there. He's come back at training. I mean, like he's training hard. You know, they're just looking forward to see, like, how he bowls this week. And the Harvest Union as well, I mean, he's recovered from his knee as well. He is bowling fast. And, uh, like, he's running to go. And, uh, like, we've got the old Wiley Pumi Machikwe as well, who's really been good for us in the off-season. He's trained, he's trained very well. And we've got a young spinner, like, who will play this week at Beyond Fortain. He played last year towards the end of the year. He's had a big off-season with us as well. I think it's something special and one to look for in the future. Jeffrey, one of the things you guys at the Lions have been pretty good at is, is bringing youngsters through. And, and I remember as a kid watching domestic cricket, and that's where my love for the game started. And it's it's pretty awesome that uh, Momentum One Day Cup's got that schools initiative. If people don't know about it, it's an opportunity for schools to raise funds uh, for their school by selling the tickets. They get 50, uh, 50% of the proceeds. It's it's a great way to get youngsters at the grounds where, where, where they can see the heroes in action. I mean, from a coaching perspective, you must be pretty excited about that sort of initiative. Yes, it's a great initiative from our sponsors, Momentum, and, and Cricket South Africa as well. I think it's a great thing, you know, just for kids to come through, you know, like and watch the games. And it was nice for us as well to go and play against Titans in the Gassi Challenge as well, just to take the game out there. So I, I really, really think it's a great initiative, and hopefully like we'll see those kids coming to the Wanderers to, to see their like, heroes as well. And it is something that we're very serious about as well, in the sense that after every game, I mean, like, I have instructed the players to, to just stay around for an hour, you know, to, to sign autographs and to mingle with the kids and make sure that the kids go home happy. Jeffrey, I love that. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I grew up going to domestic cricket, and, and I don't think I watched much of it, but I used to play lots of games on the side, and that, that's where the love of the game starts. I'm so glad you're encouraging your, your players to do it. I think it's, uh, I think it's amazing, and, and, and let's hope it grows from strength to strength, that we can fill those stadiums, not just at the Wanderers, but uh, around the country too. Let's chat about the, the Proteus for a moment, if you don't mind. You, you mentioned a couple of, uh, of the players that you've lost to that Proteus setup, Kahisa Rabada, who's, who's performing really well at the highest level, Aaron Pangis is another one who's, who's performed well for the Proteus. Looking at the start to the India series, those first two T20 internationals, what's, what's your take on, on the way things are, are looking like for the Proteus? 
Yes, proud, proud of the guys, you know. I really, really think that they've played well like in these two games. Very, very tough place to throw India. They play very, very good T20 cricket. We've seen in the IPL, we've seen, you know, India at home are a very, very dangerous side. And uh, we've done really, really well for them. I thought that, uh, for us, you know, I thought, uh, you know, a fast to play C, you know, he's led the side very, very well. He's been positive and, um, you know, like he's put the Indians down, which is very, very good. And then we've got one more to go as well. It is quite important that uh, we win that one as well because, you know, I really, really think it will get the confidence up, you know, like ahead um, of the one day in like internationals as well. Because one slip up, I mean, like if you get the Indians on top, they're dangerous at home. So it is quite important that we put them down. And the balance of the side as well has been has been very, very good. It was, it was quite nice to see, you know, a guy like A.B. Villas who's our best better, um, on top of the other day. And the guys coming through, I mean, you know, Fagi has done very, very well, you know. JP Dumini as well has been superb. So I think the balance has been good. And the all-rounders in the side as well have been have been very, very good. And I've liked the way as well Faf to play. He used, uh, um, you know, Rabada uh, in the game yesterday. I mean, him bowling his four, you know, up front there was quite nice to see because he really, really bowled well. So, like, in terms of the balance, I think... Um, it bodes well for us moving forward. And I'll be more careful as well. I mean, him coming back and doing what he did. I mean, we, we, we play, you know, a great performance with the ball. I mean, it bodes well for us, you know, us trying to win with that T20 World Cup. Yeah, without without a doubt, Jeffrey. I mean, I'm super proud as well. But I, I think you particularly must be must be very very proud sitting watching. And, and you mentioned Kahisa Rabada, someone who who you've had a, a pretty big influence on his career. How proud does that make you? Do you feel like a, a proud father watching that youngster performing in the green and gold? <laughs> yeah, this is good for KG. I mean, like he's a good kid. Um, you know, like his head is on the his feet are like on the ground. I mean, he's got a good head. Um, he's got a good upbringing from home as well. Um. I really, really think that this kid is going to play many, many, many games for South Africa as well. I'm just hoping, you know, like in the next um, couple of months as well, I mean, like he makes his test debut as well, because he has got some wins, he has got some guests, and i um, very, very happy for him. And uh, yes, hopefully, you know, he'll learn also like in that environment and, um, and uh, hopefully be big for us, you know, as a country. Yeah, I know it's a, it's a big loss losing someone like that at the Bizarre Highfelt Lions to the Proteus. So your loss is our gain as a, as a country. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll watch closely to see who else you can bring through the ranks there. Uh, Jeffrey, thank you so much for your time this evening on SAFM Sports Chat. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call. Cheers. Yes, like, bra. I remember when road shedding was something a truck did when it turned the corner and it meant free booze if you were lucky enough and it was an SAB truck, bro. Or free fruit and veg. Or even furniture or appliances when there wasn't really a truck or a corner, Cindy. A grit was that thing you put over the drain so it didn't become blocked by all the extensions that fell out when the frowns and quite a few owens washed their missies. And Eskom was still Eskom. Our times change, no? But some things don't change, like switching off the lights when you leave the room. And sure, brah, your parents used to insist on it because they were paying for it. But now we should all be insisting on it because we're all paying for it, brah. For every time you and the other 15 million South Africans leave a light on for no reason, that grid, brah, the one that's got nothing to do with the suffers. And when it suffers, it makes us pay. And how? Load shedding. So switch off the lights when you leave the room, brah, and let's get load shedding back to its original meaning. By the way, let me know as iemand dit van een iPad of van een trok afgevallen het, man.
Sometimes we forget exactly how many appliances and devices are actually in our homes. So imagine how many there are in over 15 million households in South Africa. Now consider if every one of those households simply unplugged unnecessary appliances or switched off the light when they left the room, especially between 5 and 9 p.m. There would probably be more than enough power to go around. Makes you think, doesn't it? SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, coming up next here on South Africa's News and Information Leader, we'll get an update from the second half between Canada and Romania. This rugby update is brought to you by Clipdrift, official spirit supplier to the Springboks. Well, Craig, uh, the perfect start for Canada to the second half. They've crossed the whitewash in the first minute after the break. Yeah, Canada just taken a 15 points to nil lead. Uh, we're just six minutes into the first, into the second half. Winger uh, Jeff Hessler just went over for Canada, converted by Flav. Nathan Hiriyama. Um, the first half was actually the lowest scoring first half at a World Cup so far. Uh, to be fair, there was quite a bit of rain in the first half. Um, but, uh, you know, Canada have shown a lot of fight in their three losses uh, to Italy, France and Ireland. Um, the most impressive being the narrow 23-18 loss to Italy on Saturday. Um, the last time these two met was way back in 95 in Port Elizabeth uh, when Canada whipped Romania uh, 34 points to 3 but uh, Canada now have the advantage and the possession uh, in possession and territory as well as on the scoreboard Um, uh, but it'll just depend now if they put the foot down now or or Romania hit back early. Well we'll have to wait and see but uh, things looking pretty good for Canada at the moment. Let's look ahead to the later game tonight. Craig Fiji up against Uruguay. Uh, Obviously that's in the the group of death uh, that includes England, Wales and Australia as well. Fiji would have have hoped for a slightly better performance. I I thought at the start of the tournament there were were four possible quarter finalists there but Fiji really haven't lived up to expectations this time around. They'd want to put in a big, big, big performance tonight. Yeah, you know Fiji um, started off decently against England their first game uh, the, you know, their second game against Australia, you know, they pushed Australia right to the end too. Then, you know, only just lost out by 10 points to Wales. So, you know, they've been there and thereabouts, but just not able to, to you know, get, get over the line there now. But uh, they'll, they'll really fancy their chances against, um, against Uruguay tonight. Yeah, they're a team that, that are quite unpredictable, but they, they're very physical, and, and uh, we're probably going to expect more of that tonight, and, and this is a game that they'll definitely fancy and, and, and probably put quite a few points past the South Americans. Yeah, you know, they're always known as a, a sevens-type side, but, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the, the quality of their scrum, and, you know, if they hang on to some of their passes, we, we know how they can run the ball, and it's fantastic to watch those big guys running at, at that kind of pace, so... Yeah, I predict Fiji should should uh, have way too much for, for Uruguay tonight. Kickoff in that one is at? That's at 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. this evening. Fiji up against Uruguay. It should be a fantastic game of rugby. Craig, just uh, off the subject of, of these two games, Australia obviously in, in the, the pool topping clash against Wales this coming weekend. They're going to be with that Michael Hooper. One week ban for that shoulder charge into, into the ruck. What, what's your call on that? Do you think he got off lightly? Well, I don't, I don't know. I, t- I think it was it was probably worth at least a week. Um, but you know, we we always complain as South Africans we get we get it worse off. So you know, this is kind of what we used to. <laughs> so, but yeah, one week, uh, even one week, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very important clash against Wales, and uh, they're really going to miss him. He's been fantastic. You know, partnering up with uh, David Pocock, the two have just been brutal at the break 
breakdown for Australia. Yeah, and you say a very important clash. It's a very important clash in relation to South Africa too because depending on where we finish in our pool, uh, we could be, well, I say we could be, we will be playing uh, one of two of those teams depending if we finish top or, or second. So it's going to be interesting to see how things do pan out. Craig Sheldon, sure. thank you very much for that. We look sure. forward to hearing some more uh, scores throughout the evening here on SAFM. Make sure you stay tuned. Craig will be keeping you up to date with what's happening at the Rugby World Cup. But things are getting really, really interesting. I, interesting. I'm really looking forward to that Australia. Australia uh, Wales clash this weekend. I think it should be an absolute cracker. I mean, if the Wales, uh, the England uh, Australia games, anything to go by, this Saturday's clash should be absolutely phenomenal. And let's not forget tomorrow the box are in action against the USA. Quick turnaround time for Haina Kamea and the rest of the team. He's picked a pretty strong team as well. So we'll have live updates from that uh, tomorrow afternoon as well. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Well, don't forget, you can get some more sports updates tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Wooden. She'll have the latest for you also, all these Rugby World Cup results uh, as well from today's action. Canada still 15-0 up against Romania, and we'll have the results from that uh, Uruguay-Fiji game tomorrow morning as well. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. Don't forget, you can be in touch while we're away as well, just on social media. Look us up, SAFM Sports Wrap, on Facebook and Twitter. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop from my Myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Tetty. Have yourself a fabulous Tuesday evening. Right now it is 7 o'clock, and Greg Host has got your news.